Welcome back to the Dynasty Heat Seeker Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Butts, here with the normal crew, Brad Menendez and Taylor Cornell. And then we have a special guest, Jake Trowbridge from Roto Baller and Drinking Fantasy Pod. He's going to tell you a little bit more about that in a minute. But first, Brad, how's your weekend been? Busy, 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 but can't complain. How about you guys? How's Taylor going? Taylor's good. Uh, just working on keeping the young kids healthy, I guess. So we've uh, we've entered the lockdown stage here of coronavirus 2020 um, and have already made three grocery trips since we locked ourselves down. So it's going great so far. Sounds like a lot of fun. I'm feeling like I'm going to get more Xbox in over the next couple of weeks than I have in years. Um, Jake. Why don't you tell everybody about yourself and the, the stuff that you're doing with fantasy football? Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me on to the pod here. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping busy, trying to keep as busy as possible, even though we are in the lull of all lulls for fantasy football and sports in general. Um, but I am still working up articles over at rotoballer.com. And me and Dustin Lunt are still going through our weekly podcast, Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football. Uh, just trying to make heads or tails of what's going on here. Yeah, it's it. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. I think, and it, with all the sports shut down, it makes it a very, a very boring time. Uh, I, I don't even know what to do with myself other than work, uh, which is not fun. But uh, today we're going to be talking about free agency and free agent landing spots for some guys at each position, and you know, hopefully. There were rumors that free agency could get pushed back, but it looks like it's going to go off uh, at uh, the normal time. So it'll be just in uh, uh, over the next couple of days. We'll hear a lot of these big names falling. Ryan Tannehill has already signed uh, an extension with the Titans for four years, $118 million. Uh, Jake, what do you think about this deal with Ryan Tannehill? Uh, honestly, I'm so psyched. I'm so psyched for Ryan Tannehill, who is finally out from the dreadful coaching of Adam Gaze. Got to strut his stuff a little bit. He was hyper-efficient last year with the Titans. I'm not that surprised that they they made a deal with him. So now hopefully they can go and try and lock up uh, another big key component to their their offense and Derrick Henry. But yeah, I, I actually like this deal. I don't think it's outrageous money anymore with the new cap room that everybody's got to work with and and it should be good what do you think brad yeah i mean i think it's a plus you know back when uh Hill was being drafted all those years back i was a guy that liked him uh wasn't sure about the landing spot originally and you know our biggest fears came came to fruition because miami sucks but i'm i'm excited about him taylor what are you thinking um uh... I mean, I'm waiting for Tannehill to kind of turn back into a pumpkin. Um, I mean, he showed out last year for about half the season, which was impressive. I just think a lot of his stats scream regression. Um, And so I'm curious as to, um, even though in the current climate of quarterbacks, the deal isn't dreadful by any means, if by the end of next season, if Tennessee um, does not, you know, advance as far in the playoffs as they did this past year. If they're going to be looking at that deal already circling their end date of when they can, can get out of that in a couple of years, but all in all, I, I guess it could be worse. It, it'll, it'll pale in comparison to what the Dak Prescott's of the world get. Yeah. I just actually seen 
they have the same agent, so this is a good deal for Dak because it's now another bargaining chip to get him more than the $33 million that he was offered. I don't think it's that bad of a deal either. I think by the end of this offseason, he's going to be probably, you know, the 12th or 13th highest paid quarterback in the league uh, on a on an AAV. But I also think once we get all the information, the Titans are probably going to have an out after two years. And, the you know, in football, the four-year deal always looks like, well, maybe that's a little long. But it's not baseball where they're stuck with it for for all four years in in most cases. So um, knowing that it's only what sixty two million is fully guaranteed, and then another thirty, um, I'm sure there's an out there after two years probably. So they're not stuck long term. But I do think Tannehill was better than he showed in Miami. They had lacked talent and coaching, and I think that. Uh, this is the perfect fit for him. And when we seen him do well, I think it'll be good. Um, Tom Brady. The big question is where is Tom Brady going to land this off season? Obviously Tennessee was a spot people were talking about. It's off the board. And then, um, uh, who else just said they are the 49ers who people were talking about. Maybe he would go home to the 49ers and they would trade Garoppolo back to uh, the Patriots. It looks like the 49ers are out. So Jake, where do you think Tom Brady lands and how do you think that affects his fantasy value? I think the most interesting place for Tom Brady to go in my view is Vegas. Um, it's really no secret that Gruden loves his old dudes, uh, and moving to a new city, I think it would be important for them to put a big face on the franchise, right? Somebody to get fans whipped up and excited for once about the product that's going to be on the field. I don't think he's the solution for them getting to the Super Bowl by any means, but I would be very excited to watch him throw to Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. Um, I think both of those guys' fantasy values would spike huge, uh, Renfro more so, um, but that would be very interesting at least. One quick question before we get Brad's opinion. It has been rumored that Tom Brady wants to bring Antonio Brown with him wherever he goes. If that is true, could it work in Las Vegas? I don't know how forgiving um, that staff would be. It seemed like him and Gruden smoothed things over from the public leaking of that phone call and all that. Uh, I don't know. It's It would be interesting because they need receiving help. So, But could they afford both of them? I don't know. It would have to be a very uh, team-friendly deal for AB probably. Yeah, I think he's going to have to do that no matter where he goes. Um, after after all the antics, Brad, what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, AB's definitely got to save face after being a knucklehead for the last year and a half. Um, I don't, you know, it's tough. I mean, if you look at some of the more recent news, you know, the expectation is it's kind of down to New England and Tampa. Um, I, I kind of have this gut feeling that, you know, maybe it winds up going back to New England and it, and it just kind of stays much of the same, you know, you've heard rumors recently about New England targeting some of the tight ends, you know, the Eric Ebron's of the world and some of these guys. So it's, it would make sense that if, you know, Tom Brady can get a tight end in New England and, and somehow continue to, to go there that, you know, the Patriots would continue to be dominant for another year or two. But I, I don't know. I want to see him leave New England just because I want to see New England have to deal with change. You know, it seems like 
it's been easy for them for the last 20 years. And, uh, you know, let's, let's throw some chaos in the mix and make Belichick have to win without Tom. What do you think, Taylor? Yeah, I, I've been on the Tom Brady back to uh, New England um, <clears throat> train for, for pretty much the, the whole free agency here. And, and this whole season, as it was talked about, where might he go if he um, doesn't resign and things like that. I, I, was, I was in the same, um, I guess, with Le'Veon Bell when you know, there was talks about him holding out. I was firmly in the camp that he's not going to hold out and miss a whole season. I'll believe it when I see it. It's all talk. Sure enough, he proved me wrong. Um, but I kind of get the same sort of feeling with the Brady thing. Um, I don't think that he's unwilling to leave, but I think uh, a lot of this is just some posturing to get New England as a franchise to do something. I think he knows that he is um, much, much closer to the end than he is uh, his prime and needs to put some pressure on them to uh, finally put some assets around him that are win now uh, so he can go get go out with uh, maybe one more ring. Yeah, I I feel like he's out of New England. I don't feel like there's any way that he ends up back back in New England. I understand that Kraft probably wants him and would do whatever, but Belichick seems to not want him. There's all kinds of rumors about him and Belichick, like button heads, which obviously they've worked together for 20 years, so you're going to have that. Um, but... I, I love the Las Vegas. I was just talking about it earlier. I love the Las Vegas landing spot because not only would he get the contract from them, but I guaranteed he would have a $20, $30 million a year contract from one of the casinos there the day he inked the, the Raiders contract. Um, but man, it's so, it's, it, it is a tough one because now with these two spots that seem to have come off the board today, he loses a little bit of leverage uh, playing those against each other, but um, I, I don't. I'm not, I'm not super confident on any spot at this point. But I also agree that from a fantasy perspective, it probably doesn't matter where he goes. I feel like the 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 Tampa Bay landing spot, he would have the best receivers, but. I just don't know. Like he doesn't fit Mike Evans, so that that doesn't help him a whole lot. I don't think, um, but Godwin would. But then the rest of them have the you know the the Renfro's, the Edelmans, and the the Godwins, um, who would probably all just eat up a bunch of targets and at low A dot targets. But uh, Philip Rivers, Jake, is he a Colt or is he retiring? Uh, I just, I, nothing against him personally, but kind of, I just want him out of the league at this point. Um, I'm just tired of rivers, um, and, and the decline that I think has been fairly apparent the last couple of years. Um, it's just time for him to move on in my opinion. Now I'm sure he's going to have like 18 more kids to support by the time we get done recording this um so maybe that will factor heavily in and if if i could actually see him on another team i think really the only option is the colts um it's just a matter of is he really enough of an upgrade for them and i i don't see it taylor what are you thinking about rivers (laughs) yeah i um I don't know. I take a lot of rumors this time of year with a grain of salt. Um, Some of them are valid. Others are just kind of 
that rumors. Um, and for the, the indie talk, it was interesting that there was that much coming out of, uh, I think it was at the combine is where you saw some, uh, more reports coming out that there was a lot of buzz around rivers and, uh, the, the Colts uniting together. Uh, I'm kind of curious about Tampa Bay. Um, so if Arians doesn't love Jameis Winston and, um, the kind of the turnover machine he's been, um, would he turn to another older quarterback as he did with Carson Palmer in Arizona and um, Rivers, I believe, just recently moved to the Florida area from California. So I think he would be interested. Um, I think the greatest question there is, would Arians want an older version of Jameis Winston. Um, granted, they're different styles of play, but they both have been turning the ball over a lot lately. Um, that would be interesting. I think it would be somewhat of a downgrade for those fantasy weapons there to go from the gunslinger Winston to the shot putter Rivers. But I'm kind of interested to see whether they we might see some some talk around them having interest in him. Brad, what are you thinking about Philip Rivers? Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of with Jake. You know, I, I really liked rivers for a long time you know i like his attitude and his character um you know but it just seems like his decline has been so drastic these last couple years that it's like for fantasy he you know is more name than value these days so you know if you think about like uh the the few teams that he could be in the running for you've heard a lot of other names that i would rather there like tampa bay i would rather bridgewater or somebody else that's been linked to them or even Jameis winston you know, Winston had that uh, LASIK surgery. Maybe that helps him uh, see things better. <laughs> but other than that, I'd be okay with Rivers retiring. I don't. I don't want him to go to the Colts. I mean, Brissett wasn't amazing, but I think he can continue to develop, especially with Frank right there. He's good at quarterbacks. Um, you know, so it's hard for me to see a team where Rivers goes there, and I think he's an upgrade over what they could be doing. So I would rather him just kind of step back. Yeah, I. It, talking about the decline, it's it, it always reminds me of that uh, game. Booger McFarland at the beginning of the game was talking about Philip Rivers being a f- uh, for sure Hall of Famer and no doubt about it. And then he throws four interceptions. And at the end of the game, Booger McFarland's like, he's a borderline Hall of Famer. And I was just like, damn, that's like a <laughs> that's the fastest drop I've ever seen. The dude was for sure at the beginning of the game. And now we don't know if he's going to make it. Um, but that's basically how it's been. Um, I, I worry about the weapons in Tampa Bay if he goes there, because it would be kind of like the the weapons he had in uh, Los Angeles, where, you know, I think Keenan Allen can be a lot better with a different quarterback and Mike uh, Williams could probably definitely be, be better with a better quarterback. I don't want to see that happen to Godwin and Evans. Uh, the Colts, it just seems like they're the only fit for him. I think it's Colts or retirement. And I think obviously it, it would hurt TY a little bit. Um, unless Rivers bounce back, you know, that's always possible. We've, we've seen it from a couple of these older quarterbacks late in their career where they, they have a bounce back year, um, maybe two. So there's that potential, but I just, I kind of hope he retires also. Um, why don't we talk about Jameis next since we have already mentioned him in Tampa Bay, obviously the 30, 30 and now the 2020 vision. Um, is Tampa Bay done with him, Jake, or is he like a last resort if they miss out on everybody else? I think Tampa Bay has to give him one more chance. 
I don't think it has to be an extravagant contract. I think Jameis knows that his options are limited, or I feel he should know that in free agency. I don't think that he fits a lot of teams, frankly, um, and I don't see him retaining a starting role out of the gate at many of those other other cities. Um, so I think a two-year deal for Jameis makes a lot of sense. Um, it, Arians has been pretty notorious for having a tough system for a quarterback to come in and thrive the first year, even with Carson Palmer and all the great work he did with him. It, it wasn't pretty the first year. Um, and Jameis for fantasy is just a points machine. And I selfishly, who has a lot of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin out in the world, I want that to continue. Um, and for those guys, I don't see a fantasy improvement waiting in the wings with a different free agent quarterback. Maybe a younger guy, maybe a rookie coming in could sustain that level, but I just don't think so. Taylor, what are your opinions on Mr. Winston? Yeah, uh, I think... I don't know. The, the talk from Arians is never glowing of Winston, and you you kind of just have to decide whether you think he's trying to light a fire underneath of him or whether he really hates the dude. Um, but <clears throat> that being said, I think with with my thinking that Rivers could end up in Tampa Bay potentially, uh, it'd be interesting whether the Chargers would look at Winston. Now, I don't think that um, – I don't know that the Chargers feel like they need to pay for a free agent quarterback, especially depending on what they're planning on doing in the draft. If they're obviously planning on trading up for Tua or taking Herbert – they probably don't want to then sink money into um, someone like Jameis Winston. They might just ride it out with Tyrod Taylor. Um, but if they decide they want to upgrade some other positions in the draft and then sign Winston to a, a shorter free agent contract, um, it'd be interesting to see him there with his weapons. And you might actually see, as you mentioned, the Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and Hunter Henrys of the world unlocked. Brad, what are you thinking? There should never be a world in which Tyrod Taylor is a starting quarterback. That's for sure. Um, you know, Jameis, he's one of those guys that it seems like he's very, you love him or you hate him. Um, as a fantasy owner, I, I'm i perfectly fine with him. I mean, I played with him as my starter for a bit of the years and some a bit of last year in some of my leagues and wasn't concerned about it. Um, Arians can make something out of nothing. Like, I don't, I, I'm really surprised that, you know, with the first season that he had, I mean, I was a little bit uh, impressed with how Jameis handled Arians' system because. You know, like you guys already mentioned, um, it's not easy for a quarterback to pick it up. And though Winston was uh, was very giving with the football, um, that doesn't mean that you know he can't develop. And, and you know, year two with Arians could be potentially better. But uh, yeah, I don't. I definitely can't see a situation where he goes somewhere and is a starter if it's not in Tampa Bay. You know, I would love to say you know, hey, he goes to a team that needs a quarterback, but with so many free agent options. And so many potential draft options. I mean, that's just, you know, it's just very limiting for a guy like Jameis out on the open market unless, you know, unless a team sees that he's the perfect guy for to run their system, which I can't imagine anyone thinks that. So I don't know. It's either Tampa Bay or Bust in my mind. Yeah, I I personally don't buy into the Arians quarterback whisperer deal because all the guys that people mentioned were very talented guys. Um but I don't know. I, I guess I value, and maybe this is just from being a Chicago fan, and it's always been defense first, and we've always just wanted a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over. Um, I've always valued turnovers 
for a quarterback, very, very low. And turning the ball over 36 times, I think, with fumbles um, is just a lot of extra possessions to give the the opposing team. I I don't know. I mean, for fantasy, it would be great for him to stay because I do have a lot of Mike Evans, and I just got my first share of Chris Godwin, so I wouldn't mind that from that standpoint. But I don't know if they're willing to do it. I think that, you know, they've been through a lot between his off-field decision-making and his on-field decision-making. He's if he really wants that thirty million a year, like he was saying, and uh, saying that he deserves to be one of the highest paid quarterbacks. I don't know what's going to happen with him, and Tampa Bay is going to have to make a move on one of these other available guys if that's the kind of uh, negotiation that he's going to give them. So I think it's going to be an interesting thing to to watch unfold with Winston, um, Brad or uh, Jake. Teddy Bridgewater is the the last free agent on our list. How do you view Bridgewater, and do you think he gets a starting job? I personally think the Saints would be stupid to let him go. Um, they made the right call in bringing him in to be the backup there. I'm not a Taysom Hill truther, uh, and I think Teddy... While he looked perfectly fine in Minnesota, um, never looked like a super confident franchise quarterback to me. Um, I don't think he's more, much more than a placeholder for uh, a particular team. And I don't think there's enough teams in the market that would need that kind of service, um, again, with all of the other options that are available. So for me, it's him back to the Saints. I guess my question with that would be, is he willing to go back to the Saints after last year, knowing that Breeze is coming back and he's going to have to sit on the bench again? He already did that last year when he was offered uh, a contract by the Dolphins. He turned them down to do it. Will he do it two years in a row? I guess it's a matter of, well, who are his suitors going to be this year? And again, so from what I'm seeing in the market, is just I don't know what the team would have to be that would come in to make a really good offer for him. Whereas with Breeze, um, the assumption for me would be, look, man, it, it's, it sucks to be a backup. That's very true. But I don't think you have to wait long or much longer if you go back to New Orleans um, to get that chance. Um, but really, he does seem to be more in the mold of just um, the, the good veteran backup to me, um, more so than a starter. Brad, what are you thinking on Bridgewater? Yeah, I, I definitely was impressed with what happened uh, uh, with New Orleans. You know, coming into the league, there was a lot of hype in Minnesota, and you know, obviously some disasters happened, but uh, he fared well. You know, I, I agree with Jake that definitely New Orleans would be crazy to let him out. I was really surprised that they put a first-round uh, tender on Taysom Hill. You know, a nearly 30-year-old gadget guy doesn't really strike me as a franchise quarterback, but you know, Sean Payton has a ring and I don't. So I guess he probably knows a little more than I do. Um, you know, the interesting thing is, as you look around on, on, you know, and at this point in time, all you can do is kind of read the tea leaves and see what is out there. Um, there's a lot of Tampa Bay sites, you know, like Bucks Nation, which is the SB Nation site for the Buccaneers, talking about, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is kind of a guy that, you know, the Bucks could be looking at. And, uh, you know, that kind of looks like a position that seems strange to me. You know, Bridgewater's not a guy that really pushes the ball down the field with the same kind of zip that somebody like Jameis would. Uh, but, you know, they could, you know, a team like the Bucks could want to go 
the complete opposite. You know, Bridge, Bridgewater is not a turnover machine. You know, he's one of the better quarterbacks protecting the ball, but that means, you know, you're going to lose value on all of your skill position players. So um, for me, I, I think Tampa Bay seems like a, a place that would be a potential, but, you know, with Bridgewater's ability to protect the ball, I mean, you can see quite a few teams look at him. You know, what's to say the Chargers don't look to him, you know, because they have their own turnover machine that they just got rid of. Or, you know, what's to say a team like New England doesn't get Bridgewater to come on a team-friendly deal because they can promise him, you know, being a starter on a team that goes to the championship regularly. You know, so there's, I, I in my mind, I make out a lot of positions where Teddy could go and maybe be a fit and run their team because he's a smart dude. He's just not got the big cannon arm that you would uh, like to see uh, as a fantasy. But, you know, I think the kid's good and he, he's worked hard and he's bounced back and been really resilient with the injuries he's had. So I hope the best for him. But uh, it's hard to really see right now anywhere that won't be success, successful except for New Orleans. Taylor, what are you thinking? Well, I had a great time with this exercise because I just played, you know, the quarterback carousel. And uh, I had Teddy uh, penciled in for Indy. So I obviously – or with my Rivers predictions earlier, I don't think he'll end up there. Um, and I thought Indy would be an interesting fit for him. Now, they've got tons of cap space, and as we've already talked about, not sure what Teddy's really worth as a starter. Um, Spot Track has him as a uh, market value of $21.5 million annually, uh, which seems absurd, but you know, you're considering the the quarterback market. If he's a starter making twenty one million, I guess that's that's one thing. But um I think they have the cap space to do it. I'm I'm also curious as to whatever team he does go to, um, whether that team will um err on the side of a shorter term deal with him. Um I don't think he really has leverage. So um after the injury he had no leverage, then he sat um in New Orleans and um, got a little bit of of run this past year, but um, I don't think it's enough for him to to use as a ton of leverage to lobby to be a, a really high paid starter locked into a four or five year deal. So uh, I'm just wondering if some team will gamble on him as just kind of a either one to two year bridge quarterback, no pun intended. Um, and and Indy would be an interesting one there, and they they do have the cap space to accommodate um what potentially starter money would look like for him even on a short deal yeah i actually think when i look at the list you know rookies not included i think we already know cincinnati's locking up a spot um i think miami locks up a spot in the draft and then after that it's kind of questionable but now that ryan Tannehill is locked up teddy bridgewater's the second guy on this list that I would want, and that's only with Tom Brady being at the top because of the the success that he's had. Uh, Pat McAfee talks about it all the time. If Tom Brady comes into your locker room, he elevates everybody, even if he's not the best quarterback on the field, um, just because of it being Tom Brady. Um, just with Winston and the turnovers, I would I would rather have Bridgewater myself. I think the thing that people forget is that this. New Orleans offense is Drew Brees' offense. And when you don't have the plan in place for Teddy Bridgewater, then you're going to be playing that careful offense, especially when your defense is good and you're winning. I think that we could have seen a different 
Teddy Bridgewater if they would have been planning the whole offseason for Teddy Bridgewater to be their quarterback. Um, but he did really well in that situation. I just think with the rest of the free agents, there's so many question marks surrounding all of them. Phillip Rivers and Tom Brady with their age and decline. Um, Jameis with the turnovers. And then the next two guys that we're going to talk about aren't free agents, but there's a lot of talk about them being uh, moved from their current teams, and that's Andy Dalton from Cincinnati and uh, Carr from Las Vegas. Jake, do you think these guys are traded, and where do you think they would land if they were traded? Um, I could definitely see Andy Dalton finding a, a home someplace, and truthfully, I don't think it would be out of the realm of possibilities that he steps in in Indy and takes over. Um, maybe they're looking for a one-year guy there, or even a couple-year guy. He, Andy Dalton's really not that old, and the poor guy has been stuck behind that O-line for so long, and the Colts finally have a solid O-line. I would love to see what he could do there. They don't have a ton of offensive weapons for him at the moment, outside of Hilton, really. Um, Paris Campbell, should hopefully take some sort of step up, I think. Um, but I'd be very interested to see what he could do. Um, Derek Carr, I'm, I feel bad, but I'm just less interested to see where he could go. Um, him and Marcus Mariota are kind of somewhat weirdly interchangeable to me these days in that um, neither are terrible, I don't, I don't believe. Um, but both seem fairly dependent on the weapons that they have. Um, I don't know where a good fit would be for Derek Carr outside of it's popular because everybody wants a quarterback to go there, Tampa Bay. So if they took a chance on Derek Carr there, that would be interesting. Brad, what are you thinking about these two guys? Yeah, I mean, for Dalton, I definitely expect him to be traded. You know, at this point, his contract doesn't have any dead money. So it's not like Cincinnati's got to worry about anything. The only issue really that comes into the equation is does somebody want to take on his like what's the 17 or 18 million dollar cap hit um so that's a team you know you start to think about those teams with the most cap money uh and you know a team like indy certainly fits the bill if they're looking for some competition for Brissett or uh, something like that you know but i think he comes into a team that maybe has a guy and they need to compete you know so that gives you teams like you know your bears which i don't think he really fits well in that system uh, or the Colts, or somebody like that. You know, I it would I would love it if a team like New England did it just to spite people. Um, more of more, I don't know if there's a lot of fantasy value to it, but just to piss everybody off because anybody I've talked to seems to don't seems to think that Dalton's in New England is a good fit. Um, Carr, I don't know. Carr seems like a really, I don't know why the the Raiders are so quick to want to dump him. You know, I don't think he had a bad 2019 season with them. Um, you know, but it seems like Gruden and, and Carr just don't seem to be on the same page completely. So, you know, maybe there is, you know, maybe there is something there and he gets moved. Um, it's hard to see where Carr would fit with the team though. Um, but he's gone through so many different coaches that, you know, he's definitely had to learn new playbooks. So anything's possible, you know, um, I would love to see him go to a team that needs a starter. Cause I think he's still a quality starting quarterback, you know, so think about your teams, you know, the Chargers and uh, you know potentially the Bucks or or some of these other teams, uh, I think would be cool to see him go there because I think he's a quality quarterback and and you know he can elevate the guys around him. Taylor, 
you're the Bengals fan. I know you, I know where you want Dalton to go because you want that third round pick. <laughs> but uh, what are you thinking on these two guys? Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, I don't really care where he goes as long as it's not Cincinnati. And not because I don't like him. I mean, he's a, a great dude. Appreciate everything he did, even though he didn't win a playoff game. Um, but just the fact that we potentially could be getting an asset for him is the reason I I just want him out. Um, Chicago has always been, you know, the rumor and the one that I guess I've been connecting him to the most. And uh, however, I thought it was kind of interesting. I think it was yesterday or the day before a new Roto World repeat, uh, report came out that said. Bengals are open to dealing Andy Dalton, which was kind of weird that they're putting it back out there again, because I think everybody already knew that. So there was some speculation as to whether things had kind of hit a stalemate with maybe Chicago, if that was their primary suitor before. So um, I think if I had to put money on it, I'd, I'd still say someone like Chicago, um, because Dalton is somebody that has proven that he's um, good enough to be uh, average to slightly above average quarterback. Um, and it'd be somebody that would be able to um, provide a veteran presence and also kind of push Trubisky a little bit and not be a terrible backup should Trubisky, you know, get injured or just completely flop. Yeah. I feel like the bears are going to get Winston Dalton or Carr because I don't want any of them. And that's just what happens. Um, I, I really, I think that new England is a good spot for Dalton. I think that system, I think he would fit in there. I think that would be the best spot for him to go. Um, Carr, on the other hand, I've never been a big fan of. Um, I don't know why they don't get along, but uh, I have a feeling he's done there. I have a feeling they're bringing somebody else in, and and I don't, I don't really know who's going to be in the market for him with the the rest of the the guys that are available, and you know, the Colts and Chargers, I guess, if they don't get a a, a young guy, but um. Running backs. We're going to talk about Derrick Henry first. He's the biggest name on the the free agency list. Uh, Jake, do you think the Titans are going to lock him up now that uh, Tannehill is locked up? Or do you think Derrick Henry hits the street? I, I think they'd be crazy to let Henry walk out that door. I think what they gained by signing Tannehill to his contract is that they can now tag Derrick Henry. And I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, Nobody wants to pay running backs in the free market these days with good reason, because there's been so many horror stories uh, and so many lessons learned from paying these guys big time money. And Henry fits that system so damn well. Um, That hard running style, that's exactly what they like there. You saw how he carried that team for large chunks of the season. I I think he looked consistent for the first year because they finally used him consistently. And so to me, that just makes a lot of sense for him to go back. Taylor, what are you thinking on Derrick Henry? Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat as Jake. I think um, it makes sense for the Titans to franchise tag him. It kind of sucks for Derrick Henry um, that, you know, he's missing out on the chance of a long-term, well, "Quote unquote long term for a for a running back uh, deal here in his in his prime after coming off that great season last year, but um, I think he'll get tagged and play out this year. 
We'll see if the Titans uh, run them into the ground, which if last season was any indication, um, they don't have any reason to not run him a lot. Uh, so I, that's where I think he'll end up in 2020. 2021 is a whole other story. I have no idea um, what that would look like. I can't imagine um, Tennessee's wanting to you know, sink a lot of money into that position, but there's always some team every offseason that's a sucker for uh, a big name and ends up overpaying for the running backs. Well, and Brad, what are you thinking? Oh, sorry. I was just going to say with, uh, with the franchise tag value, he's not getting a bad salary. I mean, uh, 2019 franchise tag value for the running backs over $11 million. And um, I don't know that he's worth, you know, the money that a guy like Gordon was asking for the 12, 12 or 14 or whatever he's asking for. So it's not a terrible 2019, even if he does get franchise tag. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's got long-term appeal. I'm not a big Derrick Henry fan. I mean, I had a share or two of them last year, but it wasn't, it wasn't really a, a goal. And if I have them, I'm trying to move him if I can get good value. Yeah. I personally, I would be worried if I was the Titans, if you tag Henry, he could then sit out a year or a half a year um, because he's unhappy. And then if they tag him, can they get Conklin re-side, re-signed, which I think is more valuable to their team than Derrick Henry is? Because I think they could they could get one of these running backs in, in the second round or something and uh, – you know, maybe they don't ru- rush for fifteen hundred and fifty yards, but um, but keep that offensive line intact, which was pretty good, and and still have success running the ball. So that would be my worry if I were if I were them from a fantasy standpoint. Obviously, he doesn't catch the ball a lot, and historically, that doesn't work out for um, running backs to finish what was he running back six or seven or whatever he was um, repeating that would be tough unless he starts catching the ball more. So um, maybe, a, maybe another team would use him more catching the ball. It's, uh, you know, I haven't really seen that he's not capable. Um, they just don't do it very often. Um, I think he's got a couple 70 yard touchdowns receiving over the last couple of years. So maybe that would be better for him. Um, Kenyon Drake, is the next hot name on the list. Jake, is he staying in Arizona or is he going to get a job somewhere else? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It seems like uh, it, it's unlikely that he's going back to Arizona at this point. And his contract request, uh, which was reportedly 8 to $10 million, also it, it seems a bit high um, based on, you know, what his limited action was, you know, it's not as if he dominated for a full season, looked amazing while he played though. No, no bones about that. I would love to see him with Houston. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense to get him in a place where he can be the lead with some uh, elder statesman backups there to kind of help out. If Lamar Miller does come back and is, uh, you know, resigned and is uh, healthy enough um, that could be all they really need there. But I'd like to see him get that opportunity there. It's just going to be interesting to see who's willing to pay that or if he's willing to come down from that you know, amount that he's requesting. Taylor, what are you thinking about Drake? Yeah, I kind of feel like Drake's not going to end up back in Arizona. I think a part of that is also David Johnson's contract playing into that situation. So the fact that they they are paying him this year, and I don't think they can get out um, 
until next year without taking a reasonable cap hit. Um, I, I think that points to him potentially going elsewhere, especially if his price tag is going to be as high as it's been rumored. Uh, I'd be interested as to whether someone like uh, a Buffalo might be interested in him. Uh, that was originally my, my guess for, uh, for Melvin Gordon, but we'll get to him in a little bit. Uh, but, but uh, Buffalo is sitting on tons of cap space right now. So they'll have 75 million plus. Um, I don't think they believe Singletary is a every down back. Um, I don't know whether, whether Drake and Singletary are too similar to have them both together, but it'd be a really interesting backfield um, to have those two guys paired up with uh, Josh Allen back there too. Um, and they could pay him potentially the amount that he wants and it not really impact the rest of their free agency plans. Brad, what are you thinking? Yeah, unfortunately, with David Johnson's contract, his dead dead money this year is more than his actual cap hit. Um, I think his dead cap is like fifteen or sixteen million. Um, so you know, David Johnson's definitely going to be there because I can't imagine anyone uh, touching that. Uh, unfortunately, Drake really should be because he, you know, you could tell that he fit well in that system. Um, I won't I won't take a guess on a running back that goes to Houston after my my bumble with Duke Johnson last year. I really thought that'd be a perfect fit. Uh, so, you know, so my guess is Drake's a starter somewhere uh, or at least getting a good fair amount of work as a kind of a lead back where that's, that's a tough call. Um, you, because there's so many talented running backs in free agency and in the draft is like, Oh, there's a, there's a lot of chairs that are going around. Um, I really would love to see him back in Arizona. I just don't know that they can, that they're going to make that happen. Yeah, it's no secret that I've been a Kenyon Drake fan for the last three years. Um, I am not concerned with his landing spot because I feel like he's going to get paid enough that he's going to get action um, no matter where he goes. So I know a lot of people are waiting until they find out if he's staying in Arizona and then they're going to ding him if he doesn't. I just don't I don't feel that way. Um, this guy was running back 14 on 11 touches for a terrible Miami offense two years ago. Um, but what do you guys think about this? Because this is a thought that I've had for about a month now. If Pittsburgh's not happy with James Conner, could they be a fit? I don't know their caps. I don't know how much cap space they've got and if they can make it work. But I feel like Kenyon Drake in Pittsburgh would be an amazing landing spot, and they could potentially be in the market for running back. I want somebody that's going to use them in the passing game too. That's why Houston scares me because they don't utilize that running back catching the ball very often or else Duke Johnson would have had value last year. I just want to know some other people's opinions on that. What do you think? Jake, uh, it, it would be great if they could make it work. It's just Pittsburgh has a dumpster fire for cap space right now. Um, it, it depends ultimately what they do with all their cuts. Um, there are places that they could save money, um, but that the fact that they have no money currently and the fact that he is asking so much uh, from a logistical standpoint would be tough for him. Um, and as somebody who still is holding out hope for James Conner, I really hope that doesn't happen. Uh, Brad or Taylor, do you, do you guys have any other opinions on him? Yeah, just, uh, just to add, um, absolutely, they have no cap space. When you look at over the cap, the Steelers right now have a negative over $3 million in cap space, so they're going to have to make a lot of roster moves for that to happen. Um, it'd be an interesting fit. I mean, you know, obviously Connor's health has been up and down, and, you know, and, and the guys behind him haven't been amazing. So I don't see why not. You know, I think of a team like, uh, you know, so if you think about like the Jets or somebody who 
you don't know what's going on with them and Love Bell. You know, I try to think of teams like that uh, where I think because Drake's one of those guys that can. It seems though he can be productive anywhere. So Steelers would be a cool fit for them. Um, they have a decent offensive line. They've got good skill position, and uh, if Ben comes back healthy. You know, they obviously have the quarterback taken care of. Taylor, what do you think? Yeah, I, I guess there's a lot of interesting places he could end up. Um, I, I don't. Pittsburgh's not the worst place. I mean, we've seen obviously uh, a lot of fantasy players flourishing um, there, but I think uh, ultimately their cap situation, they'll probably just ride it out with Connor um, and hope to recapture some of that magic he had uh, before all the injuries. And then I know they've got Benny Snell and Jalen Samuel, who I'm not sure they're, they're super high on either one of them, but they are, I think sufficient as backup and third string running backs that they'll probably just ride that one out and, and try to build through the draft this year. Uh, Chicago should have traded Jordan Howard for him when Miami was interested. That's what should have happened. And that would have been great. But um, Melvin Gordon, I think he ends up in one of two spots. Personally, I think it's either Houston or Tampa Bay. Um, I'm not a big Gordon fan. I do like the Tampa Bay spot because I think they would, use him in the passing game. Jake, what are your thoughts on Melvin Gordon? Uh, first of all, how dare you respect a Wisconsin Badger that way? That was outlandish. Um, no, Melvin Gordon has been a little frustrating throughout his pro career here. Um, he's he's done well, and he's obviously can be a workhorse when he's healthy and all of that. Um, now, with that said, yes, I would love to see him in Tampa. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. He can catch the ball. He's a do-it-all guy. Um, he would be very effective there. I have seen him linked to uh, the Dolphins, potentially, which I I would be much less interested in him from a fantasy perspective if he did go there. Um, I don't, And also, I don't really know why they would do that. It's not as if he's super young for a running back um, and for a team that is rebuilding. For all intents and purposes, that would be odd. Yeah, Tampa Bay is for sure my number one landing spot for him, though. Um, and if he does, I would put him right back up into a top six running back for fantasy purposes. Taylor, what do you think about Gordon? Yeah, I think I'm going to completely uh, go against what Jake just said, which, man, how awkward after following that. Uh, but I, I'm interested in seeing him in Miami, uh, or I guess seeing the reports that the Dolphins might be targeting him. Um, I think the key phrasing that that showed up in all those reports time and time again was at the right price. So it'll be cur- it'll be interesting to see how much money Melvin Gordon gets versus what he was trying to get um, during his holdout last season. Um, I, just with the recent rumors, I, I pegged him to Miami for now. I, I personally don't think that's a great idea. They've got the draft capital to um, to, to get a running back really in any round they want this year. And it's a pretty deep class with uh, plenty of producers that could be had in the third, fourth round of, of the NFL draft. Um, but if he doesn't end up there, as I mentioned earlier, I think Buffalo is an interesting spot. Um, they've got a ton of cap room. They've brought in veterans in the past um, with Frank Gore, LaShawn McCoy, those types of guys. Um, and they're close. They're close to being um, – contenders there uh serious contenders for potentially a, a deep run in the afc um there's some uncertainty with new england they might see this as their window um uh, and, and overpay for uh, a running back that's got some bad knees but i could see them doing something like that it's, it's i think it's going to take some sort of 
desperate franchise to actually pay him what he's wanting. Brad. Yeah. I, I, you know, when, when Gordon, when Gordon was set to hit the market, even last year, when you know we thought he was, something was going to happen there, he was going to leave the chargers. You know, I always kind of thought the chiefs would be an interesting spot for him just because they, you know, they needed running back help. I don't know that they need running back help now, especially the way their cap is, but they'd be a team where, uh, you know, they could, they could tell him, Hey, do you want a chance at a championship? You're going to want to take less money and play here. Um, otherwise, if he's just looking for money, you know he'll take whoever pays him the most. Which, you know, obviously the Dolphins make sense because they have a ton of money to waste. I just don't know why they'd waste it on him. Um, that just doesn't seem like a good fit. So either way, as a fantasy owner, as soon as he signs somewhere, if there's any amount of hype, I would you know, be looking to cash out if possible. There's a lot of a lot of young talented running backs coming out and, and guys that, um, you know. Gordon's not so exciting that I wouldn't be willing to move on from him, but that's just me. Okay, we're going to cover these next three guys really fast. Um, Kareem Hunt, he might be stuck in Cleveland, backing up again after his issues. Um, Jordan Howard in, in Philly and Lamar Miller in Houston. Jake, what do you think happens with these three guys? Uh, well, with Kareem Hunt, um, he's a restricted free agent, and he had those shenanigans happen recently with the off-the-field concerns. I think that recipe gets him back in Cleveland, um, which is fine. I, I, I honestly, I know it sucks for Chubb owners um, and big fans of him, but Kareem Hunt showed up well. I think what they initially wanted to do was kind of showcase him. You know, they got him obviously dirt cheap for very good reason. Um, and they kind of wanted, I think, to show him off to get him somewhere else. Uh, I don't think that's in the cards now. Lamar Miller, I think just just if he's healthy, put him back uh, in Houston. That's the most logical place for him. Jordan Howard, I don't know how the resident Bears fan feels about this. But honestly, wouldn't it be a little glorious to see him back in Chicago? For me, it would. And that is not me as a Packer fan. That is me just as a fantasy football enthusiast. Um, honestly, uh, a combination of him and Montgomery with Tariq Cohen playing more of the Darren Sproles role would be interesting. No. <laughs> um, I really think David Montgomery need, needs all the work and deserves all the work. Um, I just wish they would utilize him right, and they don't. But, uh, Brad, what are you thinking of these three? Um, yeah, I, I don't really know what to make of Lamar Miller at this point. You know, he's a guy that, um, before the injury, you know, in Houston, he was fine. I mean, Carlos Hyde basically did what he did. Um, so, you know, if he's one of those guys I expect to sign probably closer to training camp, like I don't see him being a first wave or second wave free agent signing, you know, he probably will let the market kind of see what happens and, and and go somewhere closer to you know the camp at least that would be what I would expect um, Jordan Howard I I don't know where he would go just because and the, the interesting thing to me is Jordan Howard is a solid running back I mean he's you know he's only 25 26 I mean he's got a couple of I would think he'd have a couple of decent years left uh, in the right situation you know Philly didn't seem like a really great fit. Uh, Miles Sanders owners obviously don't want him back. Everybody wants Sanders to get as much love as he can. Uh, Kareem Hunt, he was playable, you know, uh, just fine. My concern is just, 
you know, Stefanski as a, as a head coach, I don't, that offensive system I want to see because, you know, that he don't really utilize two backs all that well. I mean, when you look at what Minnesota did in the past, I mean, it's hard to see Chubb and Hunt, um, you know, be able to do that, do that. But I, I would think that Cleveland will want to move on from him if they could, you know, because as talented as he is, if he can keep his act together, he should be worth something. But uh, that's, that's the toughest of all the guys on this list as we talk about him. I'm like, I love Hunt. I think he's a really good value and a really good running back, but you just got to get his head together. He just keeps making dumb mistakes. What about you, Taylor? Yeah, I, I've pegged Hunt back to Cleveland mainly because of the most recent uh, run-in. I think before that it would have been maybe a little bit more of a discussion, but he has lost any and all leverage. So um, I, I guess he'll go back to, to the Browns for at least one more season. Um, Jordan Howard I actually thought would be interesting um, – I'm wondering why he wouldn't be a consideration to return to Philly. Um, I don't think he would command a huge, a huge contract. And we know Doug Peterson likes to run out a number of running backs. Um, he produced decently well there last year when healthy. Um, but I, I can't lie. The, the reunion with Chicago now has my, my wheels spinning. It'd be, that'd be pretty interesting uh, <laughs> to have him back there with David Montgomery. I'm not sure that really produces a thunder, lightning approach maybe it's like a thunder thunder and then Tariq cohen is the the flash of lightning five times a game but uh that'd be interesting for lamar miller i just don't really care where he ends up i think his days of fantasy relevance are long gone um i i guess i could see him going back to houston if if they uh don't spend on one of these other free agents we've talked about or um i don't think they have the draft picks to really use to, to bring in a, a, a talented rookie early on, at least um, he could end up back there um, and, and, and be there uh, probably backup, I guess, to, to Duke Johnson, um, assuming Carlos Hyde moves on. Um, so I guess, I guess those are the less exciting landing spots. I have pretty much everyone just returning. Yeah. I actually think Jordan Howard and Lamar Miller would be a good combo in Houston. They don't like throwing the ball to the running back. So Jordan Howard's, uh, ineptitude of catching the ball, um, wouldn't matter there. And then, uh, Lamar Miller could do a little bit of that out of the backfield if you want him to. Uh, but I mean, if, if Carlos Hyde can rush for over a thousand yards, I mean, I don't think it's a secret that Jordan Howard's one of the best runners in the NFL. I mean, he, um, in his first two years in Chicago, you know, was what second to Zeke, um, in rushing yards. Um, and then he did play very well before his injury last year with Philly. So I wouldn't mind that Kareem Hunt. I wish he could get out of Cleveland. I think he's a top eight to 10, um, running back talent. Uh, Tampa Bay would be an, Again, a spot that I would love to see him. Um, but uh, talking about reunions, I, I would love to see him back in uh, Kansas City where they utilized him correctly. But I do think he's stuck in Cleveland, and um, I think he will be utilized more. And obviously, it, it doesn't look like there's going to be a suspension for his, um, you know, basically admitting that he would fail a drug test. So um, if they're not going to suspend for that, then he should be ready to go at the beginning of the year. And um, I think he'll return probably back in running back two numbers, uh, even with Chubb there. So receivers, um, first off, AJ Green, 
is he getting franchise tagged? If they take Burrow, Burrow has said that he would like, or it's rumored that Burrow has said that he wants them to to bring AJ Green back if they're drafting him. Uh, Jake, is that where AJ Green's going to be, or is he going to be in somewhere like Green Bay or um, or uh, the Raiders, who I've heard him link to? Dear God, please let him go to Green Bay. We need it. We need it so bad. Um, we only have Devontae there. I would love to see uh, another solid receiver there. And I do think it makes sense for him to go to uh, a team that is potentially in win now. Um, and yes, that is part of uh, a Homer speaking in me for that. But obviously they did well enough last year. They need somebody and they could make it work. Um, I think with their cap space, uh, they just cut Jimmy Graham. So that cleared up a little bit um, with the the Cincinnati thing. And I'm sure Taylor can speak to this more, but it's weird, right? Like, I guess you only bring him back. You tag him to make your rookie quarterback happy. And I suppose that's an approach. Um, but for AJ Green's sake, I kind of hope that doesn't happen. Taylor, why don't you chime in on AJ Green there? I think we lost Jake for a second. Yeah, uh, it's weird. Um, there was, it seems like within the last year, a lot has changed. So uh, AJ Green had said he wants to remain with one team and, you know, he's, he's loyal to Cincinnati and things like that. Obviously last year was a disaster. Um, his injury that was supposed to only take, you know, four to five weeks somehow lasted the whole season. Uh, then there were reports that he was okay being franchise tagged. Then he's not okay being franchise tagged. Um, in the end, I think they will franchise tag him, but continue working on a long-term deal. Um, the Bengals are notoriously, um, to a fault, loyal to their own guys. And right now, a 30-something-year-old wide receiver coming off uh, not only uh, – uh, injury riddled season last year where he didn't play but he's been struggling with lower body injuries for the last few years um i don't think the market is going to be out there um giving him the length that he would want in a deal um so i think ultimately cincinnati is going to be the team that i'll say kind of stupidly overpays for him based on those other factors it's not the best deal but uh, I guess for a, a rookie quarterback, there could be worse situations to come into than than having um, a guy who's been an all pro when he's healthy uh, lining up out there with with Tyler Boyd and some of the other young guys, too. So I'll say Cincinnati and I just can't hardly imagine him in another jersey. I think it's, you know, for for Cincy, you know, maybe it's because I'm I'm a guy that lives at the bottom with my Lions fandom. Um, you know, looking at their roster and some of the guys that they'll get back this year, you know, a guy like Jonah Williams obviously will be healthy and be able to be their left tackle if they do draft, when they do draft Burrow. I mean, they have the makings for a really potent offense that they could do some things to shore up that defense. They could be a team that isn't brutal in 2020. And, you know, for A.J. Green, I think that's a that's a probably the, a good spot for him um, just because – they're willing to, I mean, I, if I'm Cincy, I'm sure they're probably willing to pay him uh, more than than most would. You know, most from the outside are going to see a guy that keeps having injuries and, um, you know, that'll that'll ding him. So I, if I'm A.J. Green, I want to go get a championship somewhere. He's getting later in his career. Uh, you know, and you could see him go to a team. You know, Green Bay makes sense. You know, uh, Green Bay seems to have a, a ton of receivers. 
none of them would be outside of Adams. I would think none of them are as, as good as Green when healthy. So, um, you know, I could see him do that. I could see him go to any number of teams that need receiver help. But since he seems like the smart place. Jake, you cut out there at the end. Did you have any other points you were trying to make? I never really have any points that I'm trying to make, honestly. It's just more <laughs> of a stream of conscience rambling. Uh, no, I, I just think, um, yeah, it's it's somewhat likely, as Taylor said, that Cincinnati could very well bring him back um, and maybe try and restructure something for him down the road. But uh, honestly, I just want him back and healthy and playing for more than like eight weeks this year. I agree with all of the points that were made. I do think that if Burrow really wants him there, that since he has to do it um, so that Burrow doesn't try to play a card to get traded to Carolina or something. Um, But I do hope I've always been an AJ Green fan. He's always been one of them quiet producers. He's not the uh, he's never really been the, the drama queen that a lot of wide receivers are. So I would love to see him come back healthy and produce um, Amari Cooper. Okay, so here's the question. Can Dallas keep him if they get Dak locked up, who we didn't talk about in the free agency period, uh, uh, the quarterback free agency talk, because I think Dak's in Dallas no matter what. Can they pay both of these guys? What do you think about that, Jake? I think they can. Uh, potentially, a lot of it really depends on whatever this weird contract situation will be for Dak. Uh, Jerry Jones is an interesting man when it comes to making contracts uh, for his guys. Um, I say interesting as the nicest possible uh, way to describe that. I don't know that he is back. And it does seem a little just with the exchanges. And I don't know that he's super happy or that they're super happy with him for some reason, Um, even though he made Dak look incredible um, when he got there. One place that I think would be kind of interesting to see him go, though, is Cooper to um, Denver. I think Denver also needs a number two there. or a 1A, 1B, as they had for a brief bit with Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton. I would like to see a Sutton and Cooper combo there, um, and I think they could make a long-term deal work. They they do have some cap room to work with, and I don't know that they have much to spend it on necessarily, so that might be interesting. I will just say that I love Denver, and I never really thought about it, but I do like that Sutton-Cooper combo. That would be awesome. Uh, Brad, what are you thinking on Amari Cooper? Yeah, the um, the Cowboys have like 60-plus million in cap space. I mean, they could definitely make a deal work. Um, I would think that they should want to do everything in their power to do it. The unfortunate thing is they have other needs they need to address. Um some of these other positions, you know, obviously tight end would be one of them. You know, um, so I, it's hard for me to see a, a way that they can make Dak and Cooper work and still, you know, continue to build the roster out um, because then you're putting a lot of emphasis on the the need for your draft picks to be successful quickly. So I, I would like to see him go somewhere. You know, I, I always thought a team like the Colts that really do need a surefire guy across from T.Y. Hilton as he's getting later in his career um, and that have the money to spend would be kind of a cool fit. I mean, as a guy who has Funchess in leagues and Paris Campbell in leagues, I you know, that I don't like it for them, but um, I like it for, you know, for the overall 
roster. What do you think, Taylor? Yeah, I think the Cowboys will make it work. Um, I, I, I think you, you'll be hard-pressed to find an organization that would want to let that type of talent leave. Um, obviously, that we've seen the Raiders already bail, um, although they got something in return, at least in a trade. Um, but, I mean, he's 25 years old. He's produced. Um, I think he's got this... Uh, um, gives off this vibe of inconsistency from game to day, game maybe, but um, he can be a dominant receiver. Uh, like Jake said, he made Dak look real real good last year um, and is probably part of the reason that he's going to get as huge of a deal as he is. Um, Denver was also one that I had seen somebody else speculate about. Um, I haven't seen any necessarily real rumors about it, but that's an interesting fit um, if he went there. Um, I also think we've seen a lot of Arizona being rumored to take, you know, a wide receiver potentially even as early as the first round. Um, unfortunately, I don't know if they have enough cap space for it, but that would be pretty interesting to have him in a wide open Cliff Kingsbury offense, Kyler Murray throwing him the ball. Um, and then maybe they use their first round pick on shoring up that porous offensive line. We've talked about Buffalo a lot, and I think that. Amari Cooper and Josh Allen would be a good combo. I love the combo of John Brown, too. I think that wide receiver combo would be really good. Um, So that's a spot that I've looked at. The problem with Dallas is how many guys can you have, like, maxed out at different positions with Jalen Smith and Zeke and then, obviously, Dak, if he gets $35 Uh, Cooper's what probably going to be 17 million a year, 18 million a year. I don't, man, that, that would be real tough for their future. If you put that much money into four guys filling out the rest of that roster. Um, but, uh, I do like the Denver take. I never really thought of it, but I do like that one. And then I think Arizona would be a good spot. But again, I agree with you, Taylor. I don't know if they could get that cap space and check, uh, to, to get him in there and make improvements at other spots that they need to. Um, next up is Robbie Anderson. A lot of teams have been linked to Robbie. Um, I've Green Bay. I've heard Colts. Um, the Jets are trying to keep him. I think he fits in a lot of different spots, but where does he end up, Jake? I think the most logical for me from uh, cap space and from need would be the Eagles, first and foremost. Uh, makes a ton of sense there. And depending on what happens with the Raiders uh, and, and who they ultimately keep there and, and what the deal is with Tyrell Williams, I think. Robbie would be an interesting fit there as well. Um, there's a lot of teams that need a burner, though, and he's not going to have any issues getting a contract if um, he's not kept. And that's it's a big question mark, but I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities either that he just stays put. Yeah, I think that uh, every single team, uh, the Eagles, make sense for everybody on this list because they just need receivers and uh I, I don't see how they don't get one of these guys or one of the, the big uh, rookie wide receivers in there, if not multiple, because they are just lacking in pass catchers. Or Goddard and Ertz are going to be playing wide receiver um, next year. Uh, Brad, what are your thoughts on Robbie? Quite honestly, I, um, you know, I think he'll be a good fit with most of the other teams that you guys have mentioned. You know, you could – if, if a guy like Cooper resigns with the, the Cowboys, you know, 
slot him into the Broncos. That'd be a cool place for him as well. You know, so there's, I'm thinking of any number of these guys with a decent amount of cap space um, would be a, would be a good fit for him. Taylor, what are you thinking? Yeah, unfortunately, letting Jake go first uh, has stolen some of my thunder, um, but I'll allow it since he's the guest. But uh, I, ha- <laughs> I had the Eagles actually down first, and then I started thinking through uh, a lot of the NFL mock drafts are saying to have them take potentially like a Henry Ruggs type of guy. So I was thinking, okay, where's a secondary location? Um, and even if it... it some of that uh, regime is gone now. When I think of speed receivers, I just immediately think of the Raiders. And so I did look and see what kind of cap space they have, and they could sign them. Um, as Jake mentioned, there could be some um, duplication there of skill sets if Tyrell Williams remains, but I do think Robbie Anderson's probably more talented than Tyrell Williams. Um, so that would be an interesting spot for him, uh, regardless of really who the quarterback is that ends up there in Las Vegas. Um, but yeah, I think those two teams would be interesting. And then I know we've seen a lot of rumors about potentially the Packers, um, which I guess would be interesting. I don't know. I'm not a Packers fan, Jake. So you'd have to tell us how you feel about that. I would love it just because I want any of these guys on this list to go there uh, and help because we need it. We need anybody to come and help. But yeah, Robbie would be interesting there to see him lined up across from Devante. I could definitely get behind it. All right, Emmanuel Sanders is the last wide receiver that we've got. Um, obviously came back from that injury and uh, surprised me. Um, I think he could be valuable veteran receiver for somebody. Um, where is he going to end up, Jake? I really don't know. <laughs> I, uh, and I've slept on him so hard last year, just thinking coming back from the injury that he was not going to return to form. And he made me look like a fool. Uh, which is great. Um, it's great to root for the guy. I, I don't know. I think there's there's plenty of spots that might work. I actually like him on the Texans a fair bit. Um, they definitely have the cap space to work with. Um, and it might be nice to get another, um, you know, pseudo-dominant wide receiver because I think he still kind of is at that level uh, on the short term. Brad. So um, I know this team has like no cap money at the moment, but I was trying to think about, you know, Emmanuel Sanders is, is an insanely intelligent guy. Like he makes quarterbacks better. I would love to see him go to Baltimore and help um, Lamar Jackson. I know they've spent on receivers, Marquise Brown and, you know, Willie Sneed, but, you know, Emmanuel Sanders brings that maturity. Um, he's an insanely good route runner. He's really good when you, when you have to break off the play, you know, follow the quarterback and do some of those things. Um, so as a guy who, you know, just genuinely wants to see him be successful, I would love to see him in Baltimore. Taylor, what do you think? Yeah, I kind of, I was kind of a jerk on this one too, that I honestly had no idea when I was trying to think through logical spots for him. So I started to think through teams that might have younger wide receivers that uh, a veteran presence would be especially appreciated there. Um, I'm kind of curious about Tennessee. So they've got, well, we don't know exactly how much cap space they'll have left after 
uh, whatever they do with with Derrick Henry, if they bring him back or not. But if they have the space, I mean, they tried signing Adam Humphreys a couple off seasons ago for slot duties, um, and I think he is overall somewhat disappointing. Uh, but having him, uh, Emmanuel Sanders come in and kind of be a, a mentor for A.J. Brown um, and just providing another safety blanket for um, Ryan Tannehill would be an interesting fit. I don't think they can get out of Humphreys uh, until after next season necessarily. So um, I think he's seven and a half cap, uh, dead cap if they cut him this year. But I thought that might be an interesting fit pairing him with Tannehill there. Um, I'm sure he would probably be interested in going to a contender uh, in the twilight of his career. So uh, that'd be interesting. I'd be curious to see what that uh, would look like. Yeah, I can't disagree with any of the spots that you guys have said. The only other one that wasn't talked about was Green Bay. I think that with what they need and with Aaron Rodgers, as much as I would hate to see it, I hope they don't get any wide receivers. And if they draft one, I hope they bust as hard as the last wide receivers that they've drafted. But if we're talking fantasy value, I think that Aaron Rodgers could could really use him and put some some good fantasy value on him as he fades out. Um, other than that, are there any wide receivers that you guys uh, – the wide receiver free agency this year is not very good. It's very top-heavy. Uh, we talked about these four guys, but are there anybody else that you would like to see in certain spots, Jake? I'm a little curious what happens with Rashad Perryman. Um, he had a, a small, very small sample size where he kind of broke out in Tampa once Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were uh, shelved. And I don't know if that's enough for somebody to take the chance on him. Um, I, I suspect that uh, there's there are always teams that have a need, like even somebody like the Jets might might be wanting to do that. Uh, he's still fairly young, uh, or even the Lions, honestly. Um, Marvin Jones is getting up there a, a tad now and is dealing with a lot of injuries. So a team like that might make sense. Taylor, what do you think? Anybody else that you'd like to see land in a certain spot? Uh, I would say with the news today about the new CBA, um, your boy. Josh Gordon is an unrestricted free agent. Um, and I would just be curious is there, if there are any teams that actually are going to, to take another chance on him or whether he's interested in really um, another chance in the NFL. I mean, after all of these ups and downs and a lot, of, lot more downs as of late, he's still only 29 years old. Um, he wasn't dominant last year necessarily, but he was productive. Um, and if the NFL is going to kind of lay off of the suspensions and disciplinary stuff for marijuana uh i don't know what that means for his for lack of a better term eligibility for uh, immediate production but um i i don't even have a landing spot for him but he's just a guy who's lower down on the list that i would be interested in seeing where he potentially ends up if anywhere or ad what are you thinking um this is a guy that you and i were kind of pumping last year before he got hurt um devin Funches. I know that as far as I know, he's an unrestricted free agent. I would love to see uh, him get brought to a team that needs that big slot receiver. You know, we were excited about him going to Indy uh, last year, uh, but he's definitely somebody I think has some value, good size. You know, he's, he's a, I think he fits the slot receiver role really nicely. And if you can go to a team, you know, like Indy, who still needs receiver help, I'm, 
for some reason, I'm, I'm big on Indy getting a receiver, um, although I think they could draft one. Uh, but I definitely think they need some help. Yeah, I agree with all the guys that you guys talked about. And a spot that we haven't talked about for any of these receivers, the Saints. I'm just I'm interested in what they do at, you know, the second wide receiver spot that they've had problems filling. I think Funchess would be great there. Um, I think Robbie Anderson would be great there. Josh Gordon would be great there. I'm, I'm excited to watch Josh Gordon play high again. Last time he played high and with no worries, he put up a ton of yards. Obviously, he's a lot older, but uh, I'm excited to watch him play high again. Um, okay, tight ends. It's a short list. Hunter Henry was tagged, so we know he's staying in L.A. The quarterback situation there is going to determine a lot of uh, what his potential value could be. Um, but the big name now, I think, uh, standing in a tier by himself is Austin Hooper. Um, rumors to a number of teams. Um, I think uh, Green Bay's been mentioned. Chicago's been mentioned. New England's been mentioned. Uh, Jake, where do you think Austin Hooper ends up uh, in free agency this year? Uh, of those linked teams, I, I honestly, I hate to say it, but yeah, Chicago makes a ton of sense. Uh, for him to get on board there, um, they they need somebody, and I know that uh, Burton was supposed to be that someone for them. It hasn't panned out. Uh, ultimately, a lot of that just because of injuries, obviously, and the fact that everyone there is injured uh, for tight ends. Um, when you had, you know, basically no options there, I think that is just logical, and I think that he would be utilized well. Uh, he doesn't do anything amazing. I don't think he's super athletic. I don't think he's super physical, but he's a consistent presence that they could definitely use. Um, I won't argue with that at all. The tight end is supposed to be a big part of Nagy's offense, and that has been lacking for the two years he's been there. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be mad at that at all. Um, Brad, what do you think about Hooper? Um, as my, I, I wish he'd go back to Atlanta, quite honestly. I mean, he's was really successful there. Uh, but if he, we know he's going to leave in free agency, it's inevitable. But um, I think Washington would be an interesting spot. You know, they obviously got rid of Jordan Reed and, you know, the Vernon Davis experiment is probably not going to continue, you know, with the coaching staff. And we know Ron Rivera likes tight ends and utilizes them. Um, I think that'd be a cool fit. You know, uh, I just don't know about his value with Haskins as his quarterback. You know, I don't, it may take a dip in year one as, as Haskins is developing or if they, wind up bringing somebody else in. But uh, to me, that's a, that's a place where I think he would not only be able to get the money he's looking for, but also still have fantasy relevance. What about you, Taylor? Yeah. Um, I, I've got new England here and it's not just because I feel like a, a lot of people try to peg new England as the, the tight end home, mainly because of the recent success they had with uh, Gronkowski. Um, I don't know whether that system is specifically designed to, um, you know, feature the tight end. I know since Gronk has left and even when he was there and his dealing with some injuries. They had trouble getting some of those other guys um, really integrated to being a key part of the offense. But I think they're a good fit because if we go back to the quarterbacks, I think Brady is looking for the franchise to do something. Um, uh, if he goes back to New England, he's going to command some of their cap space, but they do have about $40 million, um, and Hooper will probably take you know, 
nine to 10 a year, I would guess. Um, and I think that they could bring him in and he could uh, be a good fit there with Brady, who personally has had that success with tight ends before. Um, I, I guess Green Bay is somewhat interesting as well. Um, they really just need pass catchers in general, whether it's wide receivers or, or, or tight ends. So I'm sure Aaron Rodgers would welcome that addition. But I, I kind of think that with that wide receiver class being top heavy, but not very deep, um, I don't think New England's necessarily getting the Amari Coopers of the world. And so they might have to look to tight end to get one of the top free agent pass catchers in there to help out Brady. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of those. I don't know. The the Patriots are confusing just because, I mean, Aaron Hernandez and Gronk were both super talented freaks, freak athletes at tight end. So uh, does that bode well for somebody like Hooper coming in who's not the freak athlete? I don't know. Um, the guy that Chicago is going to get, and this is because I've talked so much shit about him since he was a rookie, is Eric Ebron. And Brad, we're going to start with you on this as the resident Lions fan. Um, obviously, he had a good year with Andrew Luck. Uh, that fell off. He, My big issue was that he was never on the field um, playing like 30 to 40% of the snaps, even when Doyle was injured that year. He just had high touchdown efficiency. Um, what do you think happens with Ebron? You've watched him more than any of us probably. I cry a lot when I watch Ebron. Um, you know, the guy's like a 50% catch rate type guy. Uh, you know, he makes easy catches look hard. Sometimes he makes hard catches look easy. I mean, it's you can never you can never truly trust him. Um, I, when I knew that Indy wasn't going to, to get him back, cause I, I kind of thought maybe he might stick around with Indy. Um, you know, I could easily see him in my mind going to a team like the Cowboys, uh, just because they, they will need tight end help if they don't stick with Blake Jarwin. Although I really like Blake Jarwin, um, uh, you know, that place looks like a good fit for him because they, they like to utilize their tight end, not so much as a blocker. And that's something he's not really good at. You know, but any of these tight end needy teams, I could see him go to, you know, uh, Cowboys, Bengals, Redskins, you know, somebody that needs or uses the receiving tight end. Um, Ebron's just so inconsistent that you really can't trust him unless he gets some good amount of tight end or touchdowns. He's just not going to be a top end tight end one every year. Jake, what are you thinking about Ebron? Uh, I know. Some folks are probably going to despise this take, uh, especially if you are a fan of Ian Thomas, but I'd kind of like him to go to Carolina. I think they need somebody who can step into that role comfortably. Um, I know Ian Thomas is is still young. It would just be his third year. It's not his fault that he hasn't really uh, been hyper consistent. He was asked to fill in for an injured Greg Olson, I think, much earlier than anybody wanted him to. But even just to have another option there, and as an athletic guy, I think it would make uh, a fair amount of sense. Taylor? Uh, Ebron, I have him going to Seattle. So um, I know that Hooper's been linked there, but if I you know, connect dots and have Hooper going to New England. I think Ebron would be a decent fit in Seattle. Um, they seem to really like those um, red zone 
slash end zone targets. They've got a monster in DK Metcalf. Um, there's some questions about Will Disley's long-term health. Um, and I think Ebron probably wouldn't be uh, uber expensive and would be fine in that offense because I don't think they're going to rely on that position to um, accumulate a ton of yards or do much other than uh, move the chains a little bit and catch touchdowns. And it seems like Two years ago, obviously, Ebron had a lot of success just catching touchdowns, um, and you don't have to ask a whole lot out of him. Um, so that seems like a logical fit that that would work out cap space-wise as well. You do remember they got Greg Olson, right? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if they'll go after two tight ends, but uh, I do any receiving option for Russell Wilson I like. Um, so I'll say something nice about a Wisconsin boy. Um, so Jake doesn't hate me a hundred percent. Russell Wilson's my favorite player in the NFL. Um, last one on the you list. You knew how I felt about Russell Wilson. <laughs> you wouldn't have fed me to that. I, as, even as a Wisconsin guy, there is something about Russell that I just utterly despise for some reason. I don't know why. I can't peg it exactly, but I'm not a giant fan. <laughs> that is that is hilarious. Love Melvin Gordon, hate Russell Wilson. Just seems like bizarro world to me. Um, last guy on the list is a local guy for me and Brad. Tyler Eifert finally stayed healthy last year, but um, you know his his snap share is way down. But uh, another guy that is uber talented. Injuries are the only thing that have really held him back. Um, big touchdown threat before the injury set in. Somebody's going to give him an opportunity. Who is it going to be, Jake? Boy, um, yeah, it's just it's tough with him because he hasn't played a full season ever. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's it's rough. Um, and I think maybe Washington, just because they're desperately in the market for somebody there, I think he could be one of a couple of guys that they could go after, honestly, um, to try and stock those shelves. Um, I don't know, maybe with Darren Fells potentially gone from Houston, that would be another opportunity for him. But I, I don't know if there's going to be you know, a crazy bidding war or anything. But I think there's a couple of teams he could help out for sure. Taylor, what are you thinking? You're the Cincinnati boy. Gee, I have no idea. Um, I mean, they, they brought him back on a prove-it deal last year, and he actually was able to stay fairly healthy. Unfortunately, we just had a really, really bad team. Um, I don't know. It seems like his athleticism has been sapped a little bit um, as all these injuries have accumulated. They've been somewhat freak injuries. Um, but even last year in a bad offense, he just didn't look the same as he did um, earlier in his career. Uh, I I don't feel super passionate about any landing spot. I had maybe Chicago with a question mark after it. If they don't get a Hooper or a, uh, a major tight end acquisition there, although I don't know whether they're super interested in rolling the dice on another injury-prone tight end after everything they just went through with Trey Burton. So don't feel super great about that call either. Brad. Um, I know that you've seen him linked to, like, New England. You know, I saw a couple articles over the weekend here. Um, and, and it feels like that's, like, the, the perfect spot for him because New England likes to take kind of scrappy guys and make them into something more. Uh, you know, I, I could peg him to a lot of different teams that maybe don't have a ton of money but need tight end help. Like the Arizona Cardinals, you know, they don't really have a ton of options at tight end that are really exciting, um, you know, or 
or any of these other tight end needy teams. But in my mind, I kind of feel like New England's going to be the place. Yeah, I don't. I have no clue where he's going to end up. I know somebody's going to give him, you know, an opportunity. Maybe not as the starter or, uh, you know, as a full time starter. But uh, I'm just going to root for the kid being a being local to where we're from, uh, and hopefully he can extend his career a little bit because it looked like it was going to be done here just less than two years ago. So. Um, that's what I'm going to be rooting for. All right. We were going to do this a little bit different than what we had on the show sheet because we are an hour and a half in. So everybody needs to pick one free agent that they want to see land in a certain spot for fantasy value. And Jake, we're going to start with you. Which one is your favorite for a certain spot? This is going to be really lame, but it's the one that I absolutely want to happen the most. And it is Jameis Winston back to Tampa Bay because it's not just about his fantasy value, which I think would still be at its peak there, but it's about everybody else's fantasy value on that offense. Godwin, the Evans, potentially even if they can figure out the tight end situation. But I, I as lame as it is, I know we're talking about all these exotic locales for people to, to transfer to, but I just want Winston back in Tampa Bay. Brad, you got your guy? Uh, it's going to be unconventional, um, but I, it's Jack Conklin, the, the offensive tackle. I want to see him go to uh, go back to Tennessee because that offensive line um, produced a lot of good value for guys like Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, and it affected everybody on the offense. Um, so it doesn't have a huge fantasy value on the player specifically, but on the team completely. Taylor, what are you thinking? <laughs> Yeah, well, um, I was also going to note Winston to Tampa Bay would be interesting. Um, but hey, just to spice it up, they've got the cap space. They've got $84 million. Let's just throw Amari Cooper into the mix there so they can get Jameis and Amari, and we'll just have real fun watching that all-star team uh, for fantasy purposes. Jameis Winston will throw for 8,000 yards. I love it. <laughs> I'll take it. And 53 interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so i'm gonna go with the guy that i've been pumping up forever Kenyon drake and i guess now knowing that pittsburgh doesn't have the cap space to make that work because i didn't research that i think and we keep saying this spot but tampa bay i just think that a good running back going there whether it's Winston or whoever comes into that spot with those two receivers, there's going to be a lot of pressure off the running back, not only running the ball, but in the passing game with receptions and everything. So I think Kenyon Drake to Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, just, it's so weird a year, a year ago, we wouldn't have been picking them for the um, best fantasy landing spot for a lot of people. But now we've said a quarterback, a, a receiver and a running back, um, looks like they're the spot that we want some people to land in. Um, Jake, to close this out, uh, why don't you remind everybody where they can find you and how they can find your podcast and uh, any other last notes you got? Yeah, well, I just want to say thank you guys for bringing me on. This was delightful. You guys are delightful. Uh, I had a great time doing this. You can find me on Twitter at Jake Trowbridge. Uh, you can also find the podcast on Twitter at Drinking Fantasy. Uh, Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football is on all of the major podcast uh, venues from your iTunes to your Stitchers and whatnots. Um, so feel free to check us out. Taylor, where can they find you? 
uh, quarantined in my house, but if you need to reach me otherwise, uh, on Twitter at underscore Taylor Cornell. Brad. I am over on Twitter as RotoHeat Brad. I am on Twitter as RotoHeat Rick, and all the RotoHeat content, you can find it on RotoHeat.com. You can find us on YouTube for all our rookie content, and uh, we're going to have some free agency content coming up on there. And then uh, Facebook, we have a dynasty group with uh, about 1,400 people. If you want to join, we have great discussions in there every day, Um, some great polls and trade advice. Uh, Join us everywhere. Jake, it was great having you on. I really appreciate you taking the time out to join us, and uh, we look forward to having you back sometime. I would love it. All right, everybody. That is Season 2, Episode 2, Free Agency Landing Spots of the Dynasty Heat Seeker Podcast. We will talk to you next week. Next week.